This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. saying to Peter and John is you better shut your mouths or we're going to deal with you, you and your family. I love the way Peter reacts to it. The guy that, again, six weeks earlier, he's denying that he even knew the Lord Jesus. And now he says, you know what? You figure it out. Whether it's more important for me to obey you or almighty God, I have to tell I have to share what I've seen and heard. Today, Pastor Robert explores the reasons behind Peter's willingness to share the gospel wherever he went. Peter continually told others about Jesus no matter the response. When we are filled with the love and forgiveness that is Jesus' character, we also won't be able to help but share it with everyone. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who'd been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go outside or go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. So they called him and commanded him not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we've seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. Several things that that just stand out. You know, they couldn't deny the miracle. They couldn't deny it. They're like, what are we going to do with these guys? This incredible thing has taken place, and everybody knows about it. I mean, the guy's over 40 years old, and born crippled, and now he's walking around, he's leaping and jumping and praising God, and he's standing here with them. He's not to be intimidated. He's not to be denied. And thousands of people have witnessed it. There's, there's no getting around it. Now listen, that's important. It's important because if ever there was a group of men, if ever there were a group of people that wanted to be able to disprove the miraculous, it was this group. Do you understand? They really wanted to be able to say this never happened or listen, this guy, it was a setup. This guy had no problem to begin with. He was pretending. But they couldn't. 
because everybody knew. It was clear. A notable miracle had happened. And it had already spread through the city. They knew all of Jerusalem is aware that this has taken place. What are we going to do with these men? Another thing that's significant, not only could they not deny the miracle, they couldn't deny the resurrection. Remember, Peter confronted them. He laid it out there. When you look at the book of Acts, man, all the messages center around the resurrection of Jesus. That's the focal point. That's the issue. That's the issue of our faith. Was he raised from the dead physically or not? Yes, he was. And they could not deny that. They wanted to be able to. They didn't believe in the resurrection. They taught that there was no such thing as resurrection. And now they're trying to muzzle Peter and John because they don't want anybody to know what happened. They want to keep this. We've got we to gotta shut these guys up. How are we going to do it? I know. We'll, we'll just severely threaten them. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I've got a couple of ideas. I think that two things happen. I think that one of the things they probably said to Peter and John was, listen, if you keep talking about this Jesus, we're going to ruin you. We're going to excommunicate you. You're going to lose your businesses. You're going to lose your livelihood. You're going to lose your homes. You're going to lose your families. We're going to ostracize you from Jewish society. And if that's not enough, you're right. We did crucify him, and we know where you live. That's the kind of thing that he faced. Imagine being called before Congress and having them deal with you that way, make those kind of statements. That's the equivalent. This was not the mayor and the commissioners, you understand. These were the national leaders. And what they're saying to Peter and John is you better shut your mouths or we're going to deal with you, you and your family. And I love the way Peter reacts to it. The guy that, again, <laughs> six weeks earlier, he's denying that he even knew the Lord Jesus. And now he says, you know what? You figure it out. Whether it's more important for me to obey you or almighty God, I have to tell. I have to share what I've seen and heard. I have to. And then Luke says, they said, well, just remember, we do know where you live. We are going to come after you. If you continue, you will pay for it. And Peter left. And we'll look at the repercussions of that next week when we get into the final part of the chapter. Because I, I love what took place within the church when Peter and John went home and went back to those whom God had gathered around them to support them and encourage them and pray with them and be there for them. But imagine, imagine dealing with that. Imagine experiencing what they experienced. Imagine as all of this has taken place, I wonder, I wonder if people were not looking at the spokesperson for the Sanhedrin. Let's say it was Caiaphas. Caiaphas is wagging his finger in Peter's face, but there's that crippled guy standing next to him. That's hard to deal with. If you don't stop talking, if you don't shut up about this guy, I think people were probably looking more at the lame man who had been healed because they all knew. It's an incredible thing that's taking place here. This is an amazing miracle. Listen, some of you, some of you, Jesus has done such a work in your life that your friends don't know what to do with you anymore. 
See, that's what we're talking about. People want to be able to deny that there is an almighty, omniscient God to whom they will one day answer. You don't want to think about that when you're out partying and doing what you want to do and, you know, speaking from experience. Don't want to think about that. I remember telling the Lord one time, you know, if only, I mean, if I could have been there when Jesus was doing all this stuff, you know, when he's walking on water and he's healing people and he's, he's giving people new eyes and he's calling Lazarus out of the tomb, you know, I mean, if only I could have seen the miracles, man, I mean, it'd be so much easier to believe and trust you and, and walk with you. And, but you know what the Bible says? That's not true. The Bible says that's not true. The Bible says that faith is an issue of the heart, not the intellect. It's an issue of the will. Jesus, you know, at one point he told a story, kind of cut into the chase. He said, you know, even if somebody came back from the dead, people wouldn't believe. It's an issue of the will and the heart. These men and thousands more like them witnessed this miracle. They saw it happen. Imagine standing there, hearing the bones pop, hearing everything popping back into place, seeing the muscle grow on the guy's legs. And then all of a sudden, he's jumping to his feet. Oh, my goodness. Imagine witnessing that. Many did and chose not to turn from their lifestyle to Jesus. It's a decision of their will. It's so easy to rationalize away what we know to be true. And that's what took place. That's what often takes place. But you know what? It's difficult when the guy's standing there, you're continually confronted. Every time you see the guy, you're confronted. One of my friends got so mad at me after I became a Christian. I bumped into him one night at 2 o'clock in the morning in a Denny's. And we were big drinking buddies. We'd played ball together in high school. And then, you know, his dad owned like a country and western club, you know, big, huge nightclub that... A couple of thousand people would fit inside the place, and, and we'd go out drinking and smoking dope together and all that kind of stuff. And I bumped into him one night at Denny's. Now, I was with a group of Christian friends because we'd been together that night. And we went for breakfast, and we just happened to be there at the same time that he and his friends were there, and, and they were all drunk. Hey, Robert, what's going on? Come on over here. What have you been doing? I haven't seen you. And I told him, well, you know what? I got saved. I'm a Christian. What? Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing. And we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some information about the Main Thing Radio podcast.
Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.